0: Hello to everybody who knows that mopeds are no bueno. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds
1: barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun and I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me.
0: Hi everybody Chris Gather here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to the show. Thanks to everybody who's been enjoying the show. There's been a lot of feedback. There's a a bunch of feedback on last week's Sugar Baby episode of people saying, I I can't quite identify with this, but I really enjoyed this caller's personality. And then there's other people going, I've been in similar situations. It's very cool to see someone speaking openly about it. And then I'm seeing stuff on the Facebook group too from people going, number one question I missed, how much money do you make? Wish you had asked, Chris. So I'm sorry for everybody who was maybe looking for a side gig who wanted some of that employment info. I I dropped the ball on that one. That's my bad. Hey, guess what? We've never done this before, but we realized uh, Valentine's Day is this week. Hope everybody's celebrating or not celebrating to your heart's desire. And we thought, you know, we have some calls in the backlog that might fit. Why don't we do a little bit of a themed week? So we have a, a, an episode that I think will really push some of those buttons and also had the idea, maybe we'll get some quick hits. I went in the Facebook group. I asked if anybody wanted to leave a voicemail with some quick Valentine's Day stories and uh, had a feeling that our community might have some stories that they could tell in like a minute or so that wouldn't be a full episode, but that would give, give a chuckle, give a nod of agreement. I was right. We have some. Let's check those out.
2: I was 18 years old. And I wanted to take my girlfriend out to a nice Valentine's dinner. So it was a big deal, and I saved up money to go to this nice place, made the reservations, we dressed up, I wore a tie, and we're sitting down to order, and she's like, "Mm, I don't really usually get things with cream sauce, but I really want this clam cream dish. Uh... And then, you know, about 15 minutes after we left the restaurant,
1: she's vomiting out the side of my 96 Toyota Camry. And there was no uh goodnight kiss cuz there was no gum
2: or toothpaste in the car. So, love is real. Bye.
1: So, I went to college for music and it was my first Valentine's Day uh with a in a serious relationship, and my boyfriend at the time uh, snuck into my locker where I kept my trombone and he put, uh, a bag of Nestle Bunch of Crunch and he taped little Valentines all over my trombone. And I had to be like, thank you, that's lovely, but you cannot put adhesive material on my instrument. And I spent, uh, the day like getting all the sticky stuff off my trombone. Now, if I had done this to his buffet clarinet, I knew that, uh, it would not fly. So, um, it was a lovely gesture, but not practically smart. Have Happy Valentine's Day. I was seeing this guy a few years ago, and he's been going out for about four or five months, and he's still in the butterfly phase, and I really liked him. Uh, except he was trying to fit me into this fantasy American dream mold, the married house, 2.5 kids and a dog with a white picket fence. And I told him, I'm not ready for that. I'm not sure that's what I want. And his response was, well, you're a woman, so you'll change your mind. And that was it. I, um, I was done. I shut off. It wasn't, it wasn't working out for me, but he kept texting me and calling me and I just wasn't answering. And I finally got so fed up that I broke up with him via text message on Valentine's Day at 6.30 in the morning. And as soon as I hit send, I called my mother, and she goes, "Wow, what a bitch! I am so proud of you." And that was it. It's been my favorite uh, Valentine's Day story event um, ever, and I am still happy.
0: (laughs) Now on to this week's full episode. This one is intense. A caller's supposed to get married a few weeks out from the call, but says she's in love with someone else. And now that might sound like a movie, but this is real life. I mean, there's people traveling from all over to this wedding. There's a kid involved. How much is fantasy? How much is reality? How much is cold feet? It's one of the many situations in the years of doing this show where I wasn't quite sure what to say and just tried to go with my gut in terms of being a open and reasonably smart person. And of course, you know, there's other tangents too, getting hit by a car and whatnot. But overall, I think people are going to have strong opinions. I'll ask if you're out there on, uh, on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, remember that those things encourage extreme behavior. And I'll ask you, let's, let's fight against that and try to be thoughtful in our responses because not everyone's going to like the choices that this caller's making. Other people are going to think it's the right choice. Some people might think that there's versions of things in here that didn't come up. That would be the right choice, but man is love complicated. Happy Valentine's day.
1: Thank you for calling beautiful anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host hello hello
2: hello this
0: is a shockingly clear connection
2: no way I was about to apologize because I'm currently on my lunch break and I'm outside in the woods so you may hear things falling in the woods slash airplanes slash gunshots
0: (laughs) where do you work
2: (laughs) I work at a school, actually, um, but it's right across the street from a jail and a police academy.
0: So you're in the middle of the woods, and there's a school and a jail and a police academy, so you, the kids hear gunshots
2: all day? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not all day, um, but usually around like 1, 2 o'clock, sometimes 9 o'clock, It's really inconsistent, but yes, gunshots. And then since it's a police academy, there's often every single morning at like 7.30 a.m., there's a group of about 50 people running in the police, you know, uniforms, uh, chanting like the hoorah stuff. So we have that going on too.
0: (laughs) And is this a public school that
2: you teach at? It's a choice school. Mm -hmm. People can... Choose to come here, it's a career technical school um nine through twelve.
0: Let me ask you just a very honest question. Yes, is this a school where they say like let's send the bad kids in town that he over here so that they can see the jail and the cops, and they can <sighs> shape up
2: you know you that would be a good idea um but no it it doesn't have that reputation. There's a lot of different fields students can go to. Um, like cosmetology, nursing, welding, automotive, um, engineering. So it's it's pretty dynamic. But I think it used to have that reputation of being like a charter school where you send the bad kids.
0: I'm glad um, that's um, I mean, no don't one get me wrong. Kids. We
2: have our share of bad kids, but
0: I like it. I like that. Um, I like the idea that kids now are ha- having a track where they can go. I want to be an electrician.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's get started in high school. I, I want to be. I feel like there's uh you know you read more and more about how there's jobs opening up and and uh a lot of jobs that were traditionally viewed as working class are now big money gigs because there's so many of them right. available. kids want to lock in get definitely. These, get these union jobs right out of the gate. I think that's cool,
2: yeah, definitely
0: well, thanks for taking your lunch break to call me. I know that teachers have a lot going on
2: oh. Yeah, well, fortunate I'm just a teacher's aide, so mm. I don't have too too much on my plate. But I usually get a 45 minute lunch, but I'm taking an hour today.
0: <laughs> All right, okay, rebel. I'm supporting. I'm supporting rebellious behavior. I like it.
2: Oh, indeed.
0: <laughs> and uh, what would you like to? What are we talking about? The floor is yours.
2: Um, sure. Where to begin? Um, I guess the most recent thing in my life is I'm in love with somebody else and I'm supposed to be getting married in three weeks and the person that I'm in love with actually um introduced me to this podcast and so I'm only on like five episodes in but we listen to the same episode and then like report back to each other and we try to describe the episode in one word pretty cute it's pretty cute um But that's where I'm at in life. Uh, So it's like, do I want to let down 160 Greek people that would be attending this wedding? Or do I want to settle and get married? Um, Another loophole here, not loophole, wrench in the bucket. What's that expression? Monkey wrench? (laughs) Sure. Um, My fiancé and I have a five-month-old son together, so it makes it really hard to try to make everyone happy.
0: Hold on. Let me, just so I'm clear on something. You said there's a person you're in love with. You said you're engaged to be married. I'm getting the sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, am I hearing you right that the person you are getting married to is not the same as the person you're in love with? Right. Oh, wow.
2: Or else I would have some sort of personality dilemma.
0: No, it's just moving this information comes down the pike so quick so you uh I know. You have a you have a child with a a Greek person? Yes. <laughs> Greek Orthodox church. I was just at a wedding at a Greek Orthodox church. Lovely church and also Greek wedding very fun. But you have a different person who's not that person who you're in love with.
2: Right. I think I just found my person uh a couple months too late but um last night actually i had i i told my fiance that i wanted to postpone the wedding so that's a step and i don't really know what the outcome is yet because he left to go talk to his friend and i didn't see him again really so mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting and the person that i'm in love with listen to this podcast but we're on episode I think like one thirty four and he was like, That's great you're going on the podcast, but I'm gonna reassure you that I'm not gonna listen to your episode like until real time. So it can be like a year and a half until he listens to this interesting or however or if it even gets listed i don't know so he's not
0: not, he's not going to skip ahead
2: no he's not going to skip ahead
0: (laughs) he's going to be like i want to i i still have to deal with this person who um dresses up as a pirate on the weekends so i can't (laughs) haven't heard what you've had to say about this yet this guy who really loves groundhog day (laughs) okay well this is a tough one
2: Right? Yes. That's why I was like, maybe I should talk something more lighthearted. Like when I got ran over by a car, I feel like that's easier to talk oh, that's about. That's
0: real light. That's the lighthearted option.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's the lighthearted option.
0: Getting run over by a car physical is the lighthearted pain. option. Okay. Welcome to beautiful yeah, anonymous. Everybody. Physical
2: pain. <laughs> I feel like physical pain is just a lot more. E- it's easier to manage. I mean, in my, in my eyes, physical pain is a lot more easy to manage than emotional pain uh, or, or predicaments. And I, I'm one to cope with humor, of but course. I can't really cope with humor in my current situation. So that's why I'm like, how do I cope right now?
0: Yeah, not when you're in the middle of it, right? Mm-hmm. So can I ask you some tough questions? Of course. Your fiance, how long have mm-hmm. you been together?
2: Uh, three and a half years.
0: At what point in the three and a half years did you meet this uh, new person that you're in love with?
2: Don't laugh. Like, two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> so how do you know that this is real?
2: <laughs> that this is real? Not just like a lustful situation?
0: Yeah, maybe you're getting cold feet about the wedding. Maybe it's lust. Maybe there's this insane chemistry that you've sensed. and But you're going to sacrifice definitely, a lot.
2: I'd definitely, yes. Um, I thought about that. And it is it is difficult because it's it is kind of almost a gamble but I know it's, it's really cheesy, but like, when you know, you know, you know, <laughs> and I don't have that, I never had that feeling with my fiance of just knowing and being completely um, immersed. And, uh, so I, I suppose with the situation, it's, it's not lustful because I've had lust before, you know, And a person pays attention to me and they're maybe attractive, maybe not, but I have a great personality. So that's attractive to me. Um, then sure. Uh, I've definitely had lust in the past, but it, it lasts like a day or two, you know, nothing insane in my head of definition of lust anyway. So, but you're right. It could be, it could be just a little gamble. We can't be 100% positive. Nothing's guaranteed in this life.
0: Now, another hard question. And you don't have to answer this one if you don't want. hmm Two weeks, and you're saying you're in love with this person. You're ready to call off a wedding for this person. How far have things mm-hmm. gone with this person? Have you consummated this love?
2: Um, we've only kissed a couple times. and we just we he he work we work together so we often just have lunch together um or after school we'll hang out for an hour um so it, it's it's very patchy i suppose our interactions um but i i think that's part of the reason why it makes it so great cuz just feel like there's never enough time in the day or in a lifetime
1: mhm hmm.
2: Uh hmm. hmm.
0: How many and people feel have you? Oh, awful. Go, you feel awful. Talk to me about well, I that. I just,
2: yeah, I feel, yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's not easy to go behind someone else's back and have this feeling without them knowing, you know? So I know no matter what, at the end of the day, somebody's going to get hurt, whether it's, the fiance or the, the new person or myself or the family, somebody is going to get hurt and I'm going to be responsible for that. And yeah, it's, it's hard to deal with. I didn't, I didn't ask for this person to be dropped in my life. Trust me. I was not looking.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many other people in your life know about this situation? One. A trusted friend, a family member.
2: Uh, my sister.
0: And what did your sister have to say?
2: Um, well, she's nice. She said that she supports me, but she said that I have to have a conversation like very soon and just lay it out on the line. That's what I did last night. I laid like 80% of it out on the line.
0: And did you indicate to your fiance that there might be someone else in the picture or was this more reactive? I have did.
2: To- I said, oh, did. Okay. I said, there's somebody at work that makes me feel good, makes me feel alive, makes me feel wanted as a human, and that he doesn't do that for me. Um, so I, I told him. I didn't give him the specifics exactly, but I did tell him.
0: First of all, I like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like your you. vibe <laughs> and your energy, and I am not judging in any I way. It. Not thank judging you. in any way. Thank you. It's not my job to judge. It's my job to interact with you. Um, I'm not always in the business of giving advice on this show, but I feel like in this one, I'm having the urge to, if that's okay with you.
2: That's perfectly okay with me.
0: I think I can also say that my reaction now is different than it would have been a few years ago because we've got a whole set of stories going on here, right? We've got the story mm-hmm. between you and your fiance. We've got the story between you and and this and this new person who's really swept you off your feet. But the most important story, as far as I can tell, is that there's a five-month-old kid in the picture. And that's yes. got to be the priority, and, right?
2: Yes, definitely. Absolutely.
0: And this is your only child? Yes. So, is you have a son, daughter? Son. Your son. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day... I was
2: about to say the name, but... I was yeah, like, I guess I shouldn't say his name if it's
0: anonymous. Let's leave it. unless his name is something like John or <laughs> pretty much oh, just right that. now. Or it's an inter- <laughs> If it's anything that's identifiable, let's not do it. Um, right, because I- I'm sitting here now as a dad. This is a perspective that's kind of infected this show, and I think
2: mm-hmm. we
0: all know. Anybody Mm -hmm. listening right now, you've only listened to a handful of episodes of the show. It's funny because I've always done the show, but I can imagine there's a lot of people who sit there and they have opinions and there's a lot of opinions in people's heads right now. But the number one opinion I want us all to focus Mm -hmm. on, starting with me and you, is you have a five month old son. You're going to be raising this kid on some level or another with the person who's now your fiance. So this person's in your life. Um,
2: Right, right. Now. Absolutely and that's what i want. Uh, if we were to part, which is definitely 95% likely, um all for him being in baby's life 100%. um yeah. no, i'm not going to be that person that decides oh you can't see our son. like i would never i would never wish that on anybody. now if you're like a drug addict or something like my dad, maybe, but mm-hmm. um he's a great person, nice person, so he doesn't deserve that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that he's a good guy. And you think he's going to be a good dad?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he means well.
0: <laughs> well, that kind of indicates something that's kind of screaming in my gut. If I may be so bold, and again... Yes, please. The, and let's also be clear. I understand what this show is. I don't know you. You and I have only been talking now for 16 minutes. Oh, so wow. with that caveat, my... Here's the thing I'm going to say to you. I've had relationships that came out of the gate swinging two weeks in.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I've had people who have had my head in the clouds. I've had people who have made Mm -hmm. me behave like I'm in a movie. Mm -hmm. I've had people where in that first month or two, I'm sitting here going, I can't believe life can be this good. Mm -hmm. Those people are not my wife. Now, my wife was one of those people. But there were other relationships Mm -hmm. I had along the way in my life. My point being, if your gut instinct is telling you that you should not wind up married to your fiance, Mm -hmm.
1: if
2: I was
0: you, I, I would maybe take a step back from the idea that it's because you fell in love with someone else. And really, am I agree? I've been feeling like this
2: for um, a couple months now. Mm
0: -hmm. I think you have to almost. Who knows? Maybe this person you're working with who you've kissed a couple times, maybe you'll get married for 60 years and it'll be one of the world's greatest romances. That would be mm-hmm. really that would be really an amazing thing if it was true. But maybe mm-hmm. this is also an excuse you need because you're feeling in your heart like this marriage is not right. And right. If that's the case, both of those I'll go ahead and say this. Both of those are valid things. Both of those are valid mm-hmm. things. But what I what I might say is that if you do some soul searching and you say, if this person never came into my life, if I step back and objectively examine our relationship, I still feel like this marriage might be a bad idea.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've thought about that. And I, because I, I started feeling like I didn't want to get married for months now. Um, so this person coming into my life, was just like a catapult that mm-hmm. I guess a little a push. Like I've been feeling like this and I've been trying to reflect and, and I've talked to my fiance too about certain things that worry me. And cause I'm an open, honest person. I like to have conversations. Um, and I've had conversations with him and um, it just, nothing ever happens. Unfortunately, nothing ever gets fixed. Um, it's just, it's like, trying to put a Phillips head screwdriver in a flat head screw, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, if that's the case, let it be that. Mhm. And here's the only reason I would say which is not to say that if you break up, you can't pursue things with this other guy who you have this this uh this level of emotion towards and who and who's opening up this world of possibilities. But mhm one if if the dialogue becomes this other guy came in and after 2 weeks swept me off my feet and I called off the wedding last minute that opens up the ability for people to say you made a selfish choice but if you go right There were red flags and there were warning signs and the relationship was lacking and we tried to fix it. We hadn't quite gotten there. I kind of felt like Mm -hmm. the window was closing and that if I married this guy, when we discussed that there were problems that weren't being fixed, that I was maybe signing off on those problems being okay, not getting fixed. Mm -hmm. And I foresaw the writing on the wall that maybe I was going to enter a relationship that had some problems from the outset and that that was going to create an environment that wasn't going to make me happy and it wasn't therefore going to build a foundation where my son could be as healthy and happy as possible, that's selfless. You know what right. I mean? Right,
2: because in my eyes, I'd rather have two separate happy parents than two parents that are together struggling and unhappy.
0: Oof, Let's pause there. This is one of those episodes where I feel like everybody just needs a, a break to stretch and grab a drink and some water on your face, and I'd rather have two parents happy separately instead of two parents together struggling. That is a a real-life thought right there. Let's come back, get back into the phone call. Thank you to the advertisers who helped this show happen. Now let's get back to the phone call.
2: Because in my eyes, I'd rather have two separate happy parents than two parents that are together Struggling and unhappy.
0: I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It's yeah. a sad, hard <laughs> thing to think about, but there's a lot of truth to it, you right. know? Um, every. I never anticipated this. I don't know if you're the same way, but like the second cow was born, I'm like, oh, I, I'm sure people have done studies on it, but I'm going, wow. Chemically, there must be something different in my brain now that this kid's around. Like my my actual body and brain must function differently because just everything kind of warps towards why I do what I do. Every choice now becomes filtered through. How does this affect Cal? What's Cal gonna think of this? What does this give him? What sacrifices am I making in terms of him now? So I, I think that that's gotta be the big question because here's the other thing too. Five months old, first of all, you're completely fucking exhausted. You physically have mm-hmm. been through something insane that having been in mm-hmm. a room and witnessed a birth, I can't believe it. Uh, that'll change <laughs> you forever. Now is a yeah, time. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but it's also the craziest thing I've ever witnessed in my life. You're in a, a, <sighs> a stretch of your life where right now you need the most support and the most foundational um, safety net that you can possibly have. And if that's something you feel like your your fiance has been lacking in, it's probably being underlined and highlighted in the biggest possible ways right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not too long until your kid's gonna be able to ask you, why aren't you and dad together? Like my son is not even two right. and a half. And when me and his mom get in fights, he asks us why now. And it rips my heart out. Right. And Hallie, and I I, oh, I want to be definitely. clear,
1: definitely.
0: I love my wife. Any young parent. I mean, it's chaos. It's chaos. You're gonna have a disagreement here and there. Right. And my son recently mm. said to me, I'm mean because mommy and daddy are mean. And I went, Whoa, 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 whoa. Can't Aww. have that. Now I don't even know if that I should right. be airing that on the show, but it scared the shit out of me. It hurt my heart. Point being, he's two and a half and yeah. he's starting to figure things out. And when your son goes, mom, why are you and dad not together? I think you want to be able to say, because I just I just knew that it wasn't going to be the healthiest environment for me. And that meant it wasn't going to be the healthiest environment for you. And we're all able to be happier apart, even though it's hard. You don't want the dialogue to be that people can turn around to your son in two, three, four, five years and go your mom got the hots for some guy with, you know, I don't, I know this guy, I'm I'm making right. a joke here, but who knows? Like you don't right. want it to no, be like, please, some please. guy with a longboard and dreads at the last second. You, you don't want, you don't want that. Right. You don't want that. Right. right? I'll, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs>
2: No, it's perfect. You were you were so you were so poetic, and I was about to say, "Oh, you're so poetic," and then you were like, "Oh, your mom got the hots," and I'm like, oh there goes the poetic. I'm gonna save my comment for later."
0: <laughs> I'm not poetic. I am at the end of the day. I think you're very really poetic. Down, I'm from down the hill, West Stars, New Jersey. I am artsy and poetic. I'm in
2: New Jersey too. <laughs> you
0: are the working class. Are you in South Jersey?
2: Yeah. South Jersey, correct. I,
0: I how'd I know? I knew it
2: because I don't have that North Jersey accent.
0: Yeah, you know, and you probably say, uh, you probably say hoagie instead of sub. You probably say jimmies instead of sprinkles. The stuff that comes Mm -hmm. out of the faucet that you drink and you shower, and what do you call it? Water. (laughs) You call it water? Okay, not water. That's good.
2: I was, no, not, yeah, that's water. There's no wood and water. water. I was raised on a farm though, so, um, sometimes I have a little twang, even though it was in Pennsylvania. Um, Mm. so I think maybe that's why I don't have an accent as well.
0: Pennsylvania raised South Jersey living. A common <laughs> tale.
2: A common <laughs> That's tale. my new motto. <laughs>
0: Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you get that tattooed across your entire back. Oh yeah. This is a hard situation you're in. You holding up okay? First of all, are you okay? You holding up okay. Stress this is stress. This is real life.
2: It it is. It's it's real life. It's the very intense situation. Oh gosh. I don't know if you can hear. it. There's like a big chainsaw mm-hmm. happening. That's this okay. this area keeps you on your toes. Um, South
0: Jersey, yeah. It no, does. I'm holding
2: up okay. I'm 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 like I said, I cope with humor, so I just I, I I guess I cope well. I don't know if that is a good mechanism to have, but I just always try to look at the positive and and like the end goal, you know. And that's what gets me through all of this. You know, it's like, is this going to affect me in the next five months? Is this going to affect me in the next five years? Is it going to affect me in the next 50 years? I kind of break it down like that. If anything's stressed out in my life, like if I get a flat tire, I'm like, all right, is this going to affect me in a month from now? No. So I just wipe it off my shoulder, you know? Yeah. So that's how I like to live. And so I guess that's why I'm a little, I'm a little bit more relaxed and Maybe I should be. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, it, it's reassuring to hear. Um, it reflects some faith in your instincts and your choices. But this is a situation mm-hmm. where you go, Is this going to affect me in five years? Yeah. 10 years? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's Twenty, thirty years? Yeah. 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 yeah it is. It's, uh,
2: Definitely. It's
0: a scary thing.
2: So, like, how is it going to affect me? You know, is it, if I stay in this relationship? Yeah. He said it's not going to be a good environment for myself or the little one. So. Yeah, um, yes, I will find out a little more information when I go home tonight possibly.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I got to say and and just piecing together things here and my job is to try to be a listener. When you said I think you said you had this conversation last night and then it kind of was left unresolved cuz your fiance went and hung out with his friends and I can see that going mm-hmm. two ways. I can see that being oh, he needed some support, so he reached out to friends and went with them. Or I could see that going, this is maybe part of the problem. Is this is somebody who's just kind of like out and not around a lot and hanging with friends?
2: Um, I definitely feel like a single mom all the time. So shout out to all the single parents. I have respect for you, uh, like to the moon and back. Um, he works a lot. He's in the restaurant business and in a tourist area you kind of have to be away a lot but he always puts restaurants first um, and not really our family um, so I'm alone a lot so that doesn't help the case
1: <laughs> Hmm.
0: yeah I mean again speaking from some personal experience I work from home I'm not in a restaurant I'm able to be around a lot and you know I I travel and do shows sometimes but during the week I'm able to take the kid a day here and there and Hallie and I have still had those conversations of feeling like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of feeling like that it's an incredibly hard thing I do you get the sense does your does your fiance feel a lot of financial stress or is this like workaholism or is this you'd rather be somewhere else or is this some some combo of those
1: things it's like a
2: little combo. Um, he feels very obligated to do everything his brother says. His brother and him own the, the restaurant group. And he, his brother, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm marrying him too, because his brother was always trying to dictate our relationship. And he never, my fiance never really stands up and speaks to his own mind. And he just lets his brother kind of walk all over us. And that's another, that's another little side topic. Um, But yeah, he's a way, because in his mind, he's like, I want to create a future for you guys. I want to make sure, you know, you don't have to work as much. And my point to him, I made last night, I'm like, that's all fine and good if you want to care about the future. But if you're focusing on the future so much and not the present, you're not going to have a future because you ignored your present life, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another, as a workaholic, another thing that I've had to kind of swallow in my own right and, and remember of like, it's, I I can't lie. I feel some sympathy for the idea of I'm trying to work really hard to lock things down and make sure we have a stable life and future. I do feel some sympathy for that. But if you feel like it, it hits a point where it's totally disengaged, let alone if it's being tied into some family dynamics that, that, um, Make you kind of feel like you're sort of bossed around and don't have a sense of agency because his brother's involved. I get it. I get it, Mm -hmm. man. This is a hard call. This is a hard one.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. I could talk about something else. No, uh, I love it.
0: I love talking about hard things. I love talking about hard things.
2: Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Um, I suppose. (laughs) Oh my gosh do you hear Do you hear all this background noise? I I hope not. But
0: I I hear. Something that almost sounds kind of musical and pleasant. That's how far away it is. Oh,
2: well, wow. Look at that. That's beautiful. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listeners to Beautiful Anonymous, since I started recording it at home during the pandemic, I've had to just get used to the ever-present faint sound of lawnmowers now that I live in the suburbs. There's just always lawnmowers and uh, weed whackers going around here. It never ends.
2: White dudes
0: love their yawn, lawn. What t- we say? Hey, you're telling me. I, I'm out here researching crabgrass and broadleaf weeds like a Oh, my psycho. Gosh. All I care you about fell into is
1: my the dad hole.
0: Oh, I've become the <laughs> lamest suburban guy. I have become just the definition of a lame. I, I will sometimes be, like, out there on my hands and knees, like, you know, pulling weeds, edging my lawn with the weed whacker. And I'll just turn around and be like, man, like. I used to get write-ups mm, from I, I used to get write ups for my art in like hip magazines. People used to do profiles oh on gosh. me being a cutting cutting edge artist and now I'm sitting here going
2: now you're cutting edge grass.
0: I'm like, oh maybe my grass blend should have more tall fescue in it. But that's growing up. Oh my like, and that's life.
2: Like whatever happened to creativity, I feel like as we get older we start caring about mundane things in a way, but like making them Unmundane, like grass is pretty, eh, you know, it's pretty boring. But it, when you start to, you know, edge it and, you know, shave it down and plant things, oh, you're just taking that mundane right out and finding a new purpose rather than writing like poetry.
0: <laughs> well, it kind of ties into a lot of what we were saying before, though, of just, you sit here, it, it I have had this massive realization. And I think many people during the the pandemic have had their own version of this realization, which is we are trained as humans and especially as Americans to just work hard, work hard, work hard and that you don't really Mm -hmm. deserve happiness unless you earn it and that the way you earn it is through hard work. But then I am very glad that I've managed in my life to take a deep breath and go at some point you got to, ask yourself when do I get to enjoy the results of the hard work?
2: Right. Quality of life over quantity of things. You know, it's yeah. like I personally would rather work like a $20,000 a year job which technically it's kind of when I get paid it's kind of sad. But anyway, um, I'd rather work a $20,000 a year job and be happy rather than a $100,000 a year job and be miserable. You know, it's it's about quality of life.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of stress and self-questioning and um I feel like I'm about to say something sort of like that's going to sound like I'm a men's rights activist. I'm actually trying to say the opposite. I think there's a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. gets trained into to guys as well to be like you have to earn more this year than you earned last year. Your success right. comes via your the ba- your bank balance. Um, and I'm not sitting here trying to go like being a man is hard. I'm actually saying that. I think that that's a fucked up thing. I think that that's sort of mm-hmm. a oh, definitely. messed up aspect of patriarchy, which is like, you're not, you are somehow lacking in your identity. If money is not this driving force and you sit here, you go, well, what if I want to be home a little more? What if I, what if, what if, What if I can look around and say, I want to lock things in where they're at or even downsize and it gives me back time and it gives me back leisure and it gives me back connection with family. And it sounds like those are all things that have become increasing priorities for you and that have either not shifted or shifted in the opposite direction with your fiance. It sounds like at the end of the day, that's a lot of what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay to realize. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the sake of your son, to be able to look someone in the eye and go, you know, I just have a feeling that we haven't been able to f- fix a few things. That's that's one thing that I would say is if you marry, if if you've said, hey, there's this problem, I really want to fix it, and it hasn't gotten fixed, and then y- you marry a person, I do think there's something to be said for, um mentally it does sort of feel like you're saying ultimately i accept that we tried and failed to fix it and i understand why you might right. want to draw some lines and go actually i'm not okay with that and i don't want marriage to feel like a rubber stamp on these things when i see them and don't like right. them and i don't want to deal with them for decades i get that
2: right i don't want to enter a marriage feeling like that already so yeah that's that was my pitch as well so if you're if we're entering this marriage in on the wrong foot already odds are it's, it's not going to end very well
0: and just devil advocate's sake i actually hate devil's advocate questions i hate when people throw them at me in my own life i rarely ask them mm. on the show i do have to ask when you have just given birth to your first kid you are fucking tired. Sorry, Sally, but you and I are both from Jersey. You're, I don't know if you've gotten to the "Sorry, Sally" era of the show yet. That might not make any sense to you. It's my mom's name. I'm apologizing. I don't know she listens. Sally yet. Yes, my mom's name is Sally. Sorry, Aunt Karen. Aunt Karen recently thanked me for cursing less on the show. You're welcome, Aunt Karen. Also, I've said the f word a couple times. You've probably stopped listening. My bad, Aunt Karen. Uh, you're <laughs> tired. Your whole life has changed. Now right. you're already back to work. Your kid is five months old. Your fiance is working. It sounds like probably working around the clock in a way where you feel neglected a little bit. You feel mm-hmm. off to the side. Is there any part of you that thinks this could be fixed, but it's not gonna be fixed until we can get some goddamn sleep? and
2: um well, I you mean know, he sleeps fine. I take care of the baby at night, so but you're um, right. fine. He sleeps a lot.
0: You take care of the baby at night, but um, I remember five months in. This is feedings every few hours, and then what time do you wake up to mm-hmm. work at a school? School starts at like seven a.m. Um,
2: yeah, I wake up at six, and I and I'm also going to school full time too. So I stay up until around eleven each night to do schoolwork. Yeah, that's not. But, <laughs> yeah, I just you know I just like to do everything all at once. Apparently, and and that's how I how I roll. Um, but I'm, I'm almost graduated. I'm, I'm done next month. So well,
0: King, that's congratulations. Good. that's good.
2: But an, another thing that didn't tickle my fancy too well was in December, I was feeling like pre-partum depression. I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I signed up for counseling. Um, actually, I think you do a little ad on it. Um, I signed up for counseling via internet. And I told him about it. I was like, Hey, I'm not feeling too great. I'm going to go into counseling. And he never asked me how I was. And that, that's been sticking with me forever.
0: It's a really if bad
2: sign. Your significant other is going into counseling for depression and you're not going to support them or ask them how they're doing. It That is probably the biggest catalyst of all, I would say. Maybe snoring. that's the second one. <laughs>
0: Boom, you gotta pause on the left. I don't often laugh that hard. That one really' don't caught me by surprise. Well done, caller. There's more funny stuff and more serious stuff to talk about when we get back. All right, everybody, that's it. breaks are over. No more ads, buckle up. finishing this one off
2: your significant other is going into counseling for depression and you're not going to support them or ask them how they're doing that is is probably the biggest catalyst of all I would say maybe snoring is the second one (sighs)
0: <laughs> ah, and that is when you say you deal with the dark stuff with humor you just got a big laugh out of me yeah. on that. first thing i feel completely <laughs> abandoned in the fact that i've expressed uh depression severe enough to seek help on it i feel on my own and abandoned the second he won't stop snoring he got the laugh you got the mm. laugh He covered it with the joke but that's a that is a very real thing and uh Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it that that reflects a lack of empathy and that reflects, I mean it is, I can't stress enough that it is so easy to feel alone in this world. And it's so awful to feel alone in this world. And it's so crazy to think, but after you've had a kid, I can speak from experience, you feel lonely. I felt lonely. I watched Mm -hmm. Hallie feel lonely you're all of a sudden this unit in a way you've never been before, but you can also just feel lonelier in it than you've ever been. It redefines Mm -hmm. your priority. The kid's getting attention. This means you don't necessarily have attention for each other. You feel that lack of attention towards yourself. And for you to say, I'm dealing with depression, I'm going to go into counseling and then feel like it was just kind of swept away or ignored. That is a type of loneliness that will be hard to forget. And that might Mm -hmm. not be, that might scare you to the point where it's not fixable. And I get that. Right. Right. Now, let me ask you, because it did start Mm -hmm. off with this, even though I'm the one who said, let's not make it about this. What has this, what, what has this new guy done in two weeks that has made you proclaim I am in love with him? Which, like I said, I hope that's real because love is a beautiful thing. But what happens in two weeks? Definitely,
2: um, And I definitely didn't tell him that I was in love with him either. Is good. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to like hop in so quickly and I want to take time. So if I, even if I do separate, I don't, I want to get my own place for a while. I want to hop into anything. Um, so he, like I feel like what hasn't he done? That's, that's the thing. It's like, it's just a magical person. Like he literally has done everything under the sun and he's so creative like not even just towards me just being himself is just so interesting to hear about his life um he 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 should be on the podcast next let me tell you he has some he has some wacky stories um so it's it's a really hard question to answer just because i feel like you know like what hasn't he done to make me feel like this. Sorry. Sorry. I can't answer that. Like in a complete sentence.
0: (laughs) That's totally fine. And did he, uh, did he know you were engaged?
2: Yes. I, mm -hmm. he didn't at first, but then I told him.
0: Once you sense this vibe, which it's only been two weeks, but once you guys, once you got the sense, Oh, there's some energy crackling here. You said, Hey, so just so you know.
2: Right. And, um, and so at first I was, you know, I never, I, I didn't really think about pursuing this because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't pursue something. I'm already locked in. You know, that was my, my thought process in the first week. And then the second week, I'm like, wait, I'm a person too, that also deserves happiness. And, and also my fiance, he deserves happiness too. And if I'm not happy, he's not going to be happy, but we could be happy separately. So I've, come to realize that it's okay to break apart this engagement it it's okay like it's okay
0: <laughs> and when you say it like that it sounds final it sounds like you've decided in your heart you're not getting married mm-hmm because um, even at the beginning of the call, it sounded a little more ambiguous than that. I don't know if this is just the truth coming out, or if you're deciding in the course of the past <laughs> forty five minutes. Um,
1: but it's, uh,
2: uh, it's definitely a factor. It helps to talk. Like it's it's nice that I'm talking about it out loud. Um, to a poetic person, I don't care what you say. Um, so it does help. But no, I like I said last. I told him last night that I wanted to postpone the wedding and not get married and, and see where we go from there. Um, but then he, that's when he left. And so it was kind of no closure. Um, so there's going to be more to the story eventually. I just don't know when.
0: And when you brought all this stuff up, was it shocking to him or did he kind of know? Yeah, there's, it
2: was shocking to him, which kind of makes me feel like, how is it shocking when like, you see me every day. You see my face. You see my feeling. My interactions with you. He had to have known that I have been feeling like this for months, but he just he just doesn't. You know, I went. I was depressed for a while, and he didn't ask me about it. So, it, it, yeah, it definitely shocked him because he thought everything was just hunky dory.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's not good.
2: Yeah, but it's okay. Everything will be okay.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. What are you studying in school?
2: Uh, English literature.
0: And what are you, do. Um, what are you aiming professionally? Is that to enhance the teaching credentials? Is that, are you moving on from education?
2: Yeah. No, I would love to be like 11th grade or 12th grade English teacher because the curriculum's so fucked up in schools. I want to change it. You know, it's, Kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, and we just baby them all the time, and that's not okay, and like they're, we just have to break the mold up a little bit, you know, but only shooting stars break up molds, so I don't know if I could do it.
0: Is that a Smash Mouth quote? Yeah. <laughs> did not anticipate Smash Mouth coming Neither up at the course of this call. You know, I've seen Smash Mouth live.
2: What'd you say? Smash Mouth live? Did I ever I, see them?
0: No, I saw them live opening oh, for, oh, okay. for sync. I saw Smash Mouth open for sync at the Metal lanes.
2: Wow. Now that you should record on a tape and bury it in the ground.
0: I, uh, I had friends in college who were going these and, uh, I, I lost touch with them. I became close. There was this clique of kids I met my senior year. We just randomly had a few classes together. It was this guy and his girlfriend and her best friend. And, uh, they all bought NSYNC tickets and the guy was like, I'm not, I don't want to go see smash mouth and NSYNC. I don't want to spend my night seeing that show. And they uh, got in touch with me. They were like, you want to see smash mouth and NSYNC? And I was like, yeah. Oh man, let's go. So I went to Be- the Meadowlands randomly. And I, yeah. I think, and most of those people I have not seen since I graduated college. Like makes me wonder one of them I've been in touch with, but the rest of them, I'm like, I wonder if, like, when I show up on TV, if they're like, no, seriously, we went and saw Smash Mouth and, in sync with that guy. And their friends are like, <laughs> Shut, <you> more <laughs> like Shut up. It, Being weird. Now.
2: Well, thank you for sharing that.
0: What happens if you call off this wedding and um, you go for it with. I don't know. Well, <laughs> what happens if you. It, well, no, if you call it off with the wedding, you go for it with this new guy. And then mm-hmm. it turns out that maybe, who knows, maybe this guy represented so many things you didn't have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then you get some time into it and you go, well, this has its own flaws. I just wasn't seeing mm-hmm. them because of where I was at. And you break up.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, um,
0: do you envision any potential future where you really regret leaving your fiance?
2: No. I don't. Want to regret decisions? That's why I think about them, and I go with my gut, which is kind of like a contradicting thing to say, I suppose. Um, no, I don't. I would not regret that. I, I thought of the possibility if this guy isn't like the one where I'm going to marry for the next sixty years. I've I've thought about that possibility. You know, it it's a reality of things shit happens, you know, but you just have to adapt and move on and learn from it and continue living life uh, the best you can and make sure your kiddos are getting getting the best life they can.
0: Well, I think that's the answer, right? If it's, I got to live the best life I can so that my kiddo can live the best life he can, like, that's a really hard, that's a really hard thing to question, I can't believe that you've kind of very level-headed and you're even making jokes. Whereas there must be a big part of you that your head is spinning and you're in like a, I would be in like a low-level endless panic personally. Mm. That would be me. Okay. I, but
2: I think I've, I just had such um, interesting rough life. I'm not saying I had the hardest life. There's people that always have it worse. I've had enough life experiences where this doesn't scare me, I guess. I, I don't know if that that sounds like a, a rude thing to say to someone who's going to break up a family unit. Um, but there's been things in my life where we're kind of harder to deal with than this, honestly.
1: You
0: mentioned, you, had some, you mentioned your dad had a drug problem. I can't imagine that's an easy thing.
2: No, it's not an easy thing. And then he had like, you know, like a sexual uh, de- indecent exposure thing with people and his kids. And so, yeah. And I had to testify in front of people about him and be recorded on video, which I I hate to be recorded on video. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things, you know, like getting run over by a car. That was that was easy compared to some other things in my life.
0: Sounds like it.
2: Yeah. Um, like when I was a nanny one time in Washington State, I was 17 and living with a single father. and I was taking care of a four-year-old, sweetest girl ever. Um, but like three months in, he like trapped me and he was like, I want you to have my next baby and I was like what the fuck and I sold my car the next day on Craigslist for more than what I paid for it impressive and then I just skedaddled out of there flew out and uh lived in Philly for a hot minute <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is something to bring up last minute
0: huh well it sounds like in general there's been a running track record men have not given you too much reason to trust them throughout your life right and if you tell somebody "Hey, I'm depressed and they don't ever ask about it again I can't imagine you have the longest leash with trusting someone who wouldn't ask at all let alone someone who's going to become like a like the omnipresent male figure in your life I can't I can't imagine well,
2: that's why I want to become a teacher because the kids go through this shit every day you know, I just was talking to a student the other day. Her dad is in and out of prison. Her mom is never home. She doesn't talk to her brother. And and she's only 14 years old, you know. Everybody has a story, clearly. You know, that is what the podcast is pretty much all about. Um, so, and yeah, I just want to be there for those people who feel like how I felt.
0: Anybody who has it in them to go work in a school system in an effort to help kids have, have like an empathetic ear that to me, because they, it is not easy for teachers and everybody in that infrastructure. So hearing that, that that's your goal is to help other people not have to deal with nonsense that Mm -hmm. you dealt with and awfulness that you dealt with. Mm -hmm. That's very impressive.
1: Thank you.
0: (laughs) Five minutes left. I feel like this might be enough time to answer. This might not be, but when okay. you, when you did, when you said yes, when your then boyfriend asked you to get married, what, mm. what made you say yes back then?
2: Uh, the little one in the womb.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Were and th- I
2: just felt kind of obligated.
0: Were you thinking marriage at all? Like, had marriage been discussed or was it a thought in your head before you found out you were pregnant?
2: Um, it just made sense because we bought a house together, um, and... Then we had a kid together. So I was like, okay, this is the next chapter in my life. So yeah, that's what made me say yes. I just kind of felt that I kind of had
0: to. Yeah, that's not, that's a pretty cut and dry answer. It didn't take the full five minutes by a long shot. And it's pretty clear. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm saying it in a good way. If you're going, ultimately, I'm marrying this guy because we have a kid together. There are things that I feel really uncomfortable with. They've been brought up but remain unaddressed. I got a bad feeling, and then I'm meeting somebody, and within two weeks, they have me convinced that there's better options out there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. It's You're going to, it's going to be a complete fucking mess, but sounds like you know what you got to do. A
2: mm-hmm. hot mess indeed messes sometimes you know make the best artwork so
0: so you got run over by a car huh
2: yeah i was on my moped i was a part of my mo- moped group when i was 15 Mopegans, um driving down south jersey Cape may bridge am i allowed to disclose that like it did so. you say Mo Did uh, you say
0: Mo Pagan, like Mopeds? Like Mopeds and yeah, Pagans? Yeah, like the
2: rise of the Mohegans, but Mo Pagans. Um, and a car didn't see me, and they hit me, um, I guess, in a T-bone manner, so hard that my helmet popped off, and my hair got spun up in the tire and shot me under the car, and I got dragged for, like, 15 feet, and then I got airlifted, but I went to school the next day. How? What? I'm just a nerd. Yeah. I was determined to get to school, man. I was like, yeah, I don't have skin on my arm, but I'm going to go to school.
0: This is why...
2: Y- mm. you gotta... I have a tiny, tiny scar on my elbow.
0: Listen, I've been saying, if there's one thing I'm taking away from this call, we got to avoid these mopeds. These... <laughs> <laughs> This is a moped. A great
1: little, little device, though. At
0: the it's, end of the day, I think the moped is to the real issue here. So, no, I'm so sorry that happened to you. This sounds awful.
2: Oh, no, it's fine. Honestly, like, no, it was a great moment in my life because it was the only moment I really ever felt love for my dad. So it was great for me. I have that memory of him running into the ambulance and crying and you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with me, if I'm okay, things like that. So that moment, I definitely hold dearly. Who knew
0: that that time you got hit by a moped and your hair got caught at a car's wheel and you got dragged down the road would lead to a brief glimpse of paternal love?
2: Right. Right. I mean, it's a shame it took a life-threatening accident for that to happen. But it happened nonetheless. And I'm happy it did. And that was my first helicopter I ever went in. So that was like, that was fun for a 15 year old.
0: Okay. Well, listen, our time's up. I got to say, okay. Uh, we've had so much to talk about today. It sounds like we could have talked for a few more hours. Um, I'm sorry that you've been through so much in your life leading up until now. And I wish you nothing but the best in navigating where things need to wind up now. And I was kind of filled with a bunch of panic about how this was going to go when you first described the situation to me. But the more we talked, the more it sounds like you are at peace and that you've thought long and hard about where you're at and what you need and what your son needs. And I just really want everything to turn out okay for for you and especially your son. And I hope that wherever you wind up, you feel like it's the right choice for you and the little guy.
2: You are poetic.
0: Thank you. Uh, not, I mean, I'm, I'm like,
2: I'm, just, just accepted. a little bit, a little bit.
0: I'm from the, I, I listen, Colgate Park, West Orange, New Jersey. It's, this is it, who I am in my soul. Anyway, thank you so much, and uh, I, I have once again successfully swatted away your your compliment. Um, but really, I, I'm, I'm rooting so hard for you. I, I hope wherever it lands, thank you. it feels good. It feels right. And it feels like the right choice for you and your son sincerely. And good luck with school and, and the future and everything.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Caller, thank you and good luck. Thank you for trying to help kids in your job. Thank you for trying to prioritize your son in your life. And I wish you nothing but the best. I hope that everybody winds up happy and, and where they should be. I mean that so sincerely. This show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Marcus Ham. Our theme song is by Shellshag. Go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me, including all my tour dates. Wherever you're listening, there's a button that says subscribe or favorite or follow. It really helps us when you hit that button, so please do so. Find our latest merch at PodSwag.com. We've got mugs, shirts, posters, and more. Find ad-free episodes of Beautiful Anonymous, as well as a ton of other shows over at Stitcher Premium. Use promo code STORIES for a one-month free trial at Stitcher.com premium.